name is Moses Sampal, part of uh, Mad About Growth community. So as a community, we are trying to inculcate and grow certain skills that are related to growth. And we define growth as a function of sales, marketing, and strategy. So as a community, we try to have team-based learnings on a weekly basis. So the first week usually uh, revolves around marketing-related topics that our content strategy team picks up, then the content curation team kind of does research, puts a piece together. And as a community, we try to implement those strategies across the brands that we are working. So the second week kind of delves into sales and the third week delves into strategy. And the fourth week is open for brands and uh, startups and SMEs that are struggling to grow, come and pitch to our community. And as a community, we decide uh, which kind of brand that we want to work with for the next two, three months uh, down the line, right? So that's uh, that's the kind of ecosystem that we are trying to build. And part of learning is also from people who have been there, done that. So if I, if we write, so for example, last week we wrote about moment marketing. So then we had Chaitanya Reddy, uh, who's the current head of growth at Appnox, which is a mobile-based security startup. Um, now, so we had him and uh, he was able to, you know, uh, give more experiential twist to the theoretical thing that we have written around moment marketing. So that happened last week. So this week, we have Ravi Kikan with us. Ravi um, is currently the head of marketing and growth at Zing HR. And he has also written uh, a couple of books. One is called Bounce Back Now, which is the current book uh, he recently launched at. And the second book is How to Value Your Startup Business Idea, right? Uh, now, both these books are really valuable. Like if you're someone who is starting up, please check the first book, which is How to Value Your Startup. And then kind of get into Bounce Back Now because it kind of talks about the current scenario. And then, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you always go through ups and downs. And when you're at a lower position, so how do you pick yourself up and, um, you know, bounce back? So that's the second book. And he also runs uh, a community, uh, online community, uh, which has more than 40,000 members. That's insane. So that's something that we'll uh, talk about as well. 400,000. 400,000. Oh, man. Half a million, almost half a million. How do you do it? <laughs> okay, we'll get there. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks a lot, Ravi, for doing this. First of all, um, you know, you, you have always been very encouraging about when we said, hey, we are starting this. Like, yeah, yeah, we definitely need such communities, though you yourself have a community, you're always supporting. And uh, even now, when we asked you for this podcast, you are the first one who actually said, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Right. Uh, so first, I want to know what, um, because I see this as a pattern amongst all community creators, right, our community builders, which is uh, they have this innate ability to give more than what they receive. So where is that coming from, Ravi? The biggest issue with people is to you know hold everything with them you know if i have knowledge i will not share if i have uh, resources i will not share mm. if, if i have if i have some new understanding i will not give mm. and uh, because we are taught like this we've seen like this from our kid old days mm. irrespective of caste creed or sex across it is given like that but there's one percent of people you'll see from Generally, you see, um, you know, you start from your grandparents, actually, mm. uh, not your parents. Mm. Because parents are a little, a little selfish on that pretext. Mm -hmm. They're more demanding. But grandparents, if you look at it, mm. they are more giving in nature. 
right right so if you if you clearly see that top of the mind recall when you talk about and i'll i'll be a metal, little metaphysical here but you need to understand the reason for it uh-huh. if you look at from a metaphysical angle you will always understand the most giving person in your life so have been your grandparents both right. from your mother side and your father side right. right right but if you if you come a little later when you grow up you you get a little distant from them you know you start getting new friends and otherwise and you start seeing it that you know the topper in your class never shared shared his notes mm. he used to always always make sure he used to throw chalks he was <laughs> never studying the class but he was topper how did you top you ask him he said i don't study mm. you know i do i do enjoy all the time right and in the later half of the year you find out that this bugger was studying throughout the night right <laughs> right and in in the morning he was playing cricket and he was making mischief in the class uh-huh. never shared so you understood yaar because he never shared he became a topper and mm. then your parents say yaar look at that guy sharma ji's mm. son varma ji's son or daughter uh, you know he or she is studying and not sharing anything with you and you keep sharing everything with them so out of those five ten kids you know you end up the, the, the four kids that end up they mm. saying yaar i will not share everything that i get i will keep myself nobody has given it to me i will not give to anybody else the chain breaks there is mm. so 1% 1% of those people who who said you know who, who share that kind of understanding saying look i need to improve somebody and this guy he needs help i will share my notes and that chain builds it out mm. so technically these community guys including me are those weirdos right. who, who who always were on back benches probably Right. and seeing everything and understood yaar kisi ne kuch nahi diya mere ko but i will i will pass on the baton to somebody who might might be you know needing it mm. so i would say it's a back bencher attitude uh, converted into a, a great tool for forward pass on and i think it has worked well so community is i it, for me it was purely understanding that there was a gap in startups people did not network at what that time that i started mm. i couldn't uh, increase the community size because i did not do any paid marketing or something like that uh, mm. it was pure organic right. i for the last um, typically 8 years 7 years i have never grown it uh, i could have grown it to more than a million right now if i were concentrated on it but it was more of my hobby rather than my um, you know profession to do it mm. right mm. so when you convert your hobby into something uh, something that you, you you know you like doing you know you mix that up Mm. there's a always a win a win spot sweet spot that you like doing it right so right. i think for me it was that sweet spot of saying let me understand and network with people help them out engage those guys empower them out put them into the community and then so that was it that was it my thought process on this so you saw a gap and then how did you go about creating that like can you tell us about the initial days of like how did you grow that community yes yeah, so i was one of the early adopters on linkedin for for that matter so i had two options either start your own community outside on a platform which everybody has done it lot of many people have done it successfully but i thought why not you know i don't want to create it for because i want to create something of my own something like that why not be on the platform and you know help people interact and uh, you know collaborate on it so one fine day i started it and you know um, i called some five guys and we started chatting at that point in time the q and a section in linkedin was there Mm. there was a question and answer section in linkedin and you know it was the reason why the biggest reason for growth hack on linkedin was if you if you ask me very honestly was groups and mm. q and q and a mm. and it was it was better than uh, better than quora better than quora but that was not being probably monetized and that was not probably their 
monetization so they had to shelve that product out mm. but that gave them the real growth you know people interacting engaging and suddenly 20 people being invited for that question 20 uh-huh. people invited for that group and suddenly say ye linkedin kya hai what is this and uh, people started interacting and so i think that that calling people and engaging them and asking them look hey what's it, what are you doing i mean what is this startup how do you raise funds mm. he says i don't know uh, there's somebody who's a venture capitalist comes in saying hey guys this is how you do it and then some somebody comes in saying look i'm a late stage startup in us and that mm. point in time there were less uh, asians on the platform and once uh, uh, you know asians are less the discussions are less once <laughs> asians come asians come in the discussion is uh, is a automatic growth hack Right. you know you, you can't even stop that then mm-hmm. so uh, so this is pre asian mode i would say so, <laughs> uh, so it was more focused uh, then i think uh, people started engaging and it was more uh, fruitful in terms of people had specific questions that they couldn't ask in in their post or couldn't ask outside you know sometimes people are shy in saying look i am raising funds nobody should know that i am raising funds you know i will right. be hush hush because mm-hmm. people, people will say are you raising funds you don't know how to do it Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know those kind of uh, uh, inhibitions they started putting it into into the group and people generally started supporting them and it was good fun mm-hmm. and when did you see that kind of going in a direction because like 400000 is like no but it was not built in a day right huh. so it was, the, not- it was not built in a day i did some right. growth i did some growth in the very start you know for, for example one day i remember it was around i think the community was around 60000 at that 40000 or something like that okay. yeah and i said look i need to yeah it was around uh, 38000 i remember and i said tonight i need to complete 50000 members mm. and that time point in time it was way back some 7 8 years back maybe me yeah something like that and uh, you know maybe more maybe 8 9 years back uh, so i said tonight i'm free and it was friday so i had my beer and i said look what do i do now i need to get 15000 members in the night the random thoughts right um, so i said what do i do i don't want to do paid marketing uh, i want to do it organically let me just try it. so what i did was i opened some 20 windows mm. i went to all the communities that were available on some 20 platforms mm. you know uh, and i said what is that i could i could do so that people come here mm. so what i did was i started the entire night i started answering questions which were related to startups and entrepreneurship across platforms mm. right and uh, the whole night i just i just answered questions i just answered questions but what i did was in the end i just give my link of that group along with where i was when i was answering it mm. right mm. so and at what 5:30 i conked off uh, half uh, half sleepy half drunk I said, "Hey, come talk." It was fun. It was a fun thing. I, I was not going random, but I was answering questions. I was not that drunk or something like that. But I was genuinely, I was genuinely awake. But it was fun. It was mm. like a pint of beer, and it was Friday night. Mm. Uh, I I slept off, and I woke up in the morning, in the weekend, and then I did some shopping, and then came back, and I saw the group, and and it was thirteen thousand five hundred members that had were they were waiting in the queue to be approved as a grade. Five hundred. Yeah, one night. So I said, okay, here is something that I learned. But then you just sleep and slog, and I understood that it's possible, right? Uh-huh. No, nothing paid, not an iota of time spent on you know creating ads. And generally, it was genuine content that that brought people into engagement. Once that engagement started, people started coming there, 
and it was already you know full of those kind of uh, elements that i wanted to so that was that was that was cool lovely and uh, so this were across platforms right like you open up all these tabs across platform probably core i don't know core was there so yeah so so i was i was about 20 places i don't even remember which all those places for sure it was not facebook huh right 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 yeah so <laughs> it was not it was not facebook one of the platforms that i opened cora was one of them it okay. was and then cora was i think yeah cora was there if i'm not wrong mm-hmm. uh, then um, uh, there was there was couple of uh, uh, forums which were which, which yahoo was there i think yahoo was definitely there okay uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah 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 correct and google uh, google was there if I, google was also there you mm. know google had those forums as well yeah. uh, and, uh, and 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 i used uh, gmail as well effectively finding out those guys who were on my contacts and asking them questions i did some random things together at the same go but they were they were happening at the same time right you know? the the growth bounding that comes in you don't do all things at different times you do all things at the same time so right. it will be really fast really do it i mean so thanks friday night and it was good <laughs> okay but, but uh, i mean the pattern that i see is again it's the same thing it goes back to the point of you adding value and because people saw that you're adding value yeah so it was it was no non it was no nonsense content i saw right. in the morning what i read and i saw i screened all my content uh, the content was genuine I, the good part was i was writing the truth right. i was not writing politically correct statements right right you mm-hmm. know so uh, you know how do you hire i said you don't hire from universities you hire talent you mm-hmm. hire human capital if i answered like this it's more of more of an honest answer right, right. and right. i gave an example and then i i signed off so the person who saw, saw it probably understood it person who probably has done that recommended it right 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 so so once somebody is recommended it and somebody likes it the entire flux of that movement starts in and people start going to your content correct 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 so where did that experience come from though for you to sit and write you must have have had experiences right yes yeah, so, so just uh, in the in the last uh, 10 years or so i've i've worked with about 100 startups okay uh, at various whatever levels we call it right i've had my own stints i've had my own failures and my failures are more more important to me and more dear to me than my any of my successes um, so i've done the hard way i've i've burned money i've i've lost money i've you know fallen down many times but you know teaching but i have not fallen down on the same thing twice mm. i've fallen down in different levels and different uh, you know genres and different uh, you know sectors Mm. but i haven't fallen down in the same sector twice right. because i've learned but i've made sure that whatever i've learned i've shared it back with mm. people mm. and people connect with it because you see there has to be a validation of your somebody uh, of your whatever idea that you do or whatever right. experience that you have if you validate it the other mm. person likes it so right. in a in a community format mm. there has to be a validation and approval at the same time correct right. mm. and if you don't do that you know generally it is a one sided conversation i am giving gyan and giving dope you are taking it or you rejecting it i don't don't even know it right right that's true okay um so can you tell us a little bit about your childhood because you started talking about your grandparents and uh, that so um you know a little bit about where you studied and then what you have been doing till you reached uh, zing hr no oh, sure i'll do that 
so quickly i'll say i'm from a very small town in haryana i did my schooling from gurgaon and uh, from there i did my english honors in delhi university and after that i did my mba from maharashtra vidyanand university okay. uh, then i joined uh, publicist i started from advertising then mm-hmm. i went into hindustan times i did media marketing then i went into uh, satyam i did um, tech sales then mm-hmm. i went to city group i did uh, finance uh, then from there i went into um, uh, india bulls i did finance again mm-hmm. uh, financial services actually and then from there i went to the garvi financial services again uh, i worked both in marketing sales operations uh, and uh, then from there i started my journey in terms of my um, startups the first startup i did miserably failed uh, lost all my money that i had saved went back on the road and a, a good friend who's an old friend had pity on me um, he picked me up and <laughs> he put me into a, a cabin and said okay i'll give you money you start working uh-huh. and we worked out and uh, uh, he was the founder of that company i had we we grew that company it was a training company mm-hmm. he uh, sold out the company to one of the investors uh, way back then but because i did not have equity i was i was on his peanuts that he gave me i would say peanuts because he that's what he gave me uh, but he he com- compensated once the exit was made he made sure of that as a good friend uh, i remember i had nothing when i had come to him no money i was bankrupt imagine you're a business head of a big company and suddenly you started a company you're bankrupt you all money lost and then you go to a friend saying i need money because you know the car works on petrol the car doesn't work on water and wishes right Mm. so um, so that was it and then then the journey started from there i moved into a couple of uh, other ventures with people i knew and handled projects which are new projects and then realized one thing after working in three four companies that my friends had started or working with professional sets um, with the company that i worked with uh, that i understood that my my sweet spot was growth right because that's what i liked mm. uh, what i have learned in my enterprise or my uh, my experience in working in smbs and enterprises that you know i understood sales i understood marketing i understood business mm. i understood the startup elements and startup culture where you fail and how you fail what are the elements that bring success because i had tasted failure and exits as well both together uh, and then i realized that my sweet spot is growth so i don't have to go here and there now growth could be an element of combination of sales marketing operations whatever it requires right mm-hmm. whether saas non saas the elements remains the same Right, the right. mind. So, what is that requires growth? It is not, uh, you know, growth hacks that help growth. It is the mindset that changes the growth. So, right. if I have to grow from five hundred thousand uh, rupees to one uh, million, it is the my mindset that has to first accept that we can grow. Right, mm-hmm. and then you put people to we put the processes, and you put the people, and then you match out the skills, and then you put the pit stops, and then you get to the target. Mm-hmm. So, so in the last. Uh, with 10 years or so i've worked with i said as i said you know across what 100 startups across levels and i've been happy that i've and be willing and the only good part is that i've changed in sectors so that i can learn myself mm. you see when you growing old there's a mindset that you build mere ko sab pata i know everything i'm the, I, i'm 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 you know jeff bozos myself you know i am amazon myself wo hota nahi hai you have to unlearn yourself right mm. there are there are a few guys who are very rigid about saying ki i know everything Right. so if you change sectors quickly and mm. start learning from young enterprising um, uh, folks around who could be smarter than you right mm. and accept this fact in your mind that somebody is smarter than you right 
and you learn from them then you become a little agile in your mindset mm. and you keep on learning relearning on learning relearning so thankfully i've worked with a lot of uh, young and energetic folks uh, better than me who taught me a lot of things and kept me agile all the time in terms of my learning cycle okay but that also requires a growth mindset to unlearn of course again, of course right? of course mm. i mean it, it doesn't happen see whether you're doing marketing or you're doing sales if your mindset is not growth oriented you will never be able to unlearn or relearn it right first right. you have to unlearn whatever you learned in terms of experiences your mindset your baggages etc etc keep them at bay and mm. now what do you want to unlearn them you start relearning new things right right okay so uh based on your experience how do you define sales just sales how do you define it sales is 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 not a revenue oriented thing it's see business is is uh, is for profits right mm. sales is is not a exchange of uh, a transaction monetary transaction sales is is a mindset orientation i would say uh, you know and this is how i define sales you can have thousand one definition people have great books written on it but i think sales is when the other person buys you then he buys the product or the service mm. and then he buys the brand that you servicing right and it works exceedingly well in enterprise or b2 b2c or b2b or or smb or whatever we talk about it the root cause is the person first buys you he mm. doesn't buy anything else if you if you can't sell yourself and mm. i'm not not i'm saying literally but if you can't sell yourself if you can't sell yourself to the other person smartly right. the other person doesn't buy it he has 2 seconds to judge you and he judges right. and this is only the it's not like a, a you know a game where you don't judge people here you people judge you mm. so if you can't have in 2 seconds whether on mail or whether on phone or whether on a call if you cannot make a dent that you are the guy who can who can deliver it mm. he will move ahead and buy from somebody else and whom does he buy he buys that person who's selling it to him right So that sales for me. Ah, uh, but do you think this also works for sales guys of uh, big brands? For example, Pepsi, Coke. The brand goes first rather than the sales person, right? So it's easy to be, you know uh, uh, put your head behind the wall and say, "Look, I belong from this X brand." Right. Because the because the person see that in that element, the person has enough confidence to sell the brand first. But you see, the person who's successful, you'll find. every other successful person whether he works for nx big brand or a small brand right uh, is somebody who sells himself first right you might you might stand behind a brand and sell it it mm-hmm. becomes easy for you right. because the other person is trusting the brand correct right. see somebody who built their brand first sold himself mm-hmm. then then the product correct right. then the brand mm-hmm. so there are thousand one people who have done that so you mm-hmm. basically piggy banking on them Right. You're not doing something for yourself. You're not doing contributing zilch. You're basically a a weirdo who's who's backing out with a brand, right? right. That's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Nothing wrong in it. I've right. done that myself. Ah ah ah. I mean, I okay. also I, yeah. The question kind of came from that question only, which is because when you're with a big brand and then you try to sell something and it sells and then you think you are a sales guy. So, so I will use a word. I, 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 I will use a I will use a vernacular language here. Hindi me for use karunga. He, when I was in in a big brand X, I will not name them. It sounds uh, a little delusional. It but is. if I, uh, yeah, so one one of the brands. Okay, let's put okay. it this way. I don't care now. <laughs> so 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 when I was in city, uh, you know, when I was selling a product, I used to tell customers, "Sir, I'm from city. Se I know the city is 
सिटी कितनी बड़ी ब्रांड है उसको कुछ नहीं पता ओके वो सोचते हैं हाँ बहुत बड़ी ब्रांड है सर सर आपको पता है कहाँ कहाँ हम हम मैं आपको देने ले लो सर सिटी की तो बेसिकली आई एम नॉट सेलिंग माई सेल्फ आई एम जस्ट सेलिंग एंड ऑन द ब्रांड But when you, when you are in a startup or an SMB, hmm. the customer yeah. doesn't know jack about you or jack about your product. Exactly. But then suddenly you tell the customer sir, "Aapki." Then you problem solve the customer by selling yourself. Hmm. Sir, मुझे पता है आपकी problem. You know, I know your problem. Hmm. You facing this problem. I can solve that problem in two minutes. Okay. Forget everything. Buy my product or don't buy it, but I will solve your problem. Hmm. The customer suddenly trust starts trusting you. The right. moment you buy, he buys your trust. You actually can sell him anything. Mm. So the first rule of sale is that you have to first sell or pitch the trust to whoever you trying to do. If mm. he buys the trust, whether that's a CXO, whether it's a mid mid manager or an entry level, he has to first trust you. And right. your recommendation on trust sometimes comes with your vintage, right. sometimes comes with what you speak, mm-hmm. and sometimes comes with the proof of concept that you're showing it to him. Right. If you don't have a vintage, you don't have a proof of concept. You show him the problem that he is facing. He will connect directly with you. Mm. For example, if my if I am writing a new book, for example, and uh, I am facing a problem, and somebody comes to me, I don't I don't want to go for to a publisher, mm. and somebody comes to me and says, Ravi, I know that you are writing a book, and uh, I know you are facing challenges in publishing it in a paperback. I can give you a solution. Whether you want to publish it doesn't matter, but mm. do like this. The moment I I complete my manuscript, the first person I will talk is that guy. But how did he know that you are going through that? That you that, want to publish? That, that is that, see that is intelligent uh, sales scouting, right? Mm-hmm. You know that's marketing that leads to your sales. Right. That's what your pre-sales and marketing has to do in terms of finding those problems and giving mm-hmm. back to the sales saying these are the five problems that we have identified. Please hit on these problems. Mm-hmm. Solve this problem because people don't buy. people buy solutions right people right. generally don't buy anything else mm. so if you provide solutions to him your sales is your 40% or 50% sale is already made mm. then you have to sell yourself in terms of how convincing you are then the final stage is pricing etc etc but these are the first stages that you have to cross in like 5 minutes of a discussion or 10 right. minutes of a discussion right mm. so okay so good uh, can you can tell us like two three things that a person can do to make him or herself sell them better right as a person what can they say it's usually honesty that works that's what i believe uh, but like in your career you would have seen certain things that usually works right like when you initiate a conversation with someone and you know that hey yeah this thing usually works i'm able to establish a relationship with the person sitting on the other side um can you think of like two three uh, yeah sure i can do that mm-hmm. uh, mo- I think the first thing element is to understand that whether you want to be truthful or you want to be politically correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, politically correct means, uh, Ravi, great specs. Right. For me, mm. truthful means red is red doesn't look good on you. Mm. You know, so you have to identify those things. You can only be truthful to the person you probably know. Right. Mm. So, having said that, if you're going directly to somebody who's unknown or stranger, it is good to be a little politically correct first. right if you going through a connection you understand that the connection has made a intro to you you can you can be truthful saying sir i know i'm calling at 9:30 i hope you don't mind because a x y z told me that i can call you anytime i hope it's okay with you i'll disturb you on on a dinner table is that okay smiley it's okay right to send like this mm. but if you're sending it to ceo whom you directly saying and you're 9:00 in the night you're mm. sending him a mail on a linkedin or probably on an email 
you better be clear in saying what are you writing so right. you better write saying you know have to be short and crisp so selling i think the first handshake should be very crisp should be direct mm. and to the point because the person who's reading it uh, you know you can't make a fool out of him mm. but if he understands it so for example if i want to sell something out as an enterprise a product to somebody else mm. i would probably not give my history to him because he might know it from right. that perspective i'll just give my website link and not tell about myself you know it is like that spam that comes on linkedin 400 uh, um, emails a day which say here is what i am and 100000 uh, words and then talk about what you need so it's better to say look i am into this x business doing mm. this mm. i understand that you require abc mm. i will require just 10 minutes of a time convenient to you and whatever it is mm. uh, hope that is okay with you if you can put some reference into it nothing like it it adds more value and credibility it's always b2b because this is b2b so i would put it this way when mm. you're communicating with somebody who's a decision maker please mm. use a reference if you can first he will always he will always valued and validated that email or communication otherwise 90% chances if he doesn't find the communication too lucrative i mean you see he is a human being right the ceo he must have fought with his wife he must mm. have fought with his kid he mm. might have had a bad day at office his money would have gone down in the stocks what more do you know he's accepting your email id your email communication in you don't mm. know that right mm. so you have to be you you have to be a little generic you have to be a little focused in terms of giving a crisp small call to action email or a communication to him which ideally should have a reference or mm. somebody he knows or trusts mm. 50% of your job is done there right so you start with the reference and then you talk about what's the solution that you can offer that will solve so, this problem so for example for example if i write, write a mail to you that i want to pitch my my growth uh, team or growth crowd uh, sourcing to you mm. and you are an enterprise and who wants growth as his mindset Uh, mm. or growth as a uh, as a product or a growth as a service whatever you call it mm. so if i write to you saying moses you know uh, this is ravi uh, manish gave me a reference uh, manish gupta gave me a reference from xyz company mm. and he spoke highly about you full mm. stop mm. second line would be i have a team of supercharged energetic folks who have helped 20 enterprises get into growth cycle in no time mm. all i need is 20 minutes of your time as convenient to you here is my calendar list please pick and choose your time with convenient to you i look forward to hearing from you done 50% chances that you've taken the sale up there and then yeah. i can guarantee that mm. but you know what people generally do is is this this is how they do it mm. dear mr moses <laughs> i hope i think pandemic has screwed everybody up i hope you are having there beer must be chilled i don't know if it's not chilled let me make it chilled for you uh, you know earth is going to fall down jupiter is going to crash into earth blah 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 blue and then suddenly they will say sir we are into the business of xyz uh, mm. would you want to test it here's the video also mm. <laughs> at 9:30 in the night if this mail comes to me you know even if i'm not even if i want to uh, you know buy into that person's mind mm. i will reject it outright and put it in my dustbin True. Okay. So now this is for decision makers, but like in a B two B scenario, you would also be interacting with not just decision makers, but like there's a level in which like we have to eventually get to decision makers as well, right? Uh, for example, Zing HR, and if you're selling an onboarding product, right? Uh, so 
because the hr executive is going to be using the product and then probably you have your uh, digital transformation or like chief digital officer who kind of looks at all the products that kind of gets into a company and then it goes to the cxo level who's going to sign the thing right is that how then your messaging is going to change as per the person that you're going to be talking or it's the same yes the messaging should be different because you know the decision maker is direct right like small crisp to the point with the reference mm. for the non decision makers you have to think like how he would receive your mail okay or your communication mm. so that there are two things into it part is he might recommend mm. he might not recommend right the second part is uh there will be competition who will also be doing the same thing as you doing you're not michael jackson that you will do a moonwalk and he will dance on you mm. no he will not mm. so the chance in considering both these factors you have to keep in mind that you have to give him enough content enough uh, crispy stuff that he can project it to the decision maker or makers mm. and project it out and say look here is something that i like here is something how is it different mm. and here is something that we should definitely use so he becomes your influencer of your brand right. internal influencer mm. so you have to create that so when you when i send a communication or a when somebody sends a communication to a non decision maker mm. you do basically create that guy into an influencer of your product and brand to the stakeholder who you are pitching to lovely okay uh, okay so we, as a process so now we started with scouting and then we talked about how do you reach out to these people and then the next step is obviously closure which is the toughest part so let's say um, which usually happens a lot of times right like people are on the fence right they're evaluating three other four things you know on the side they like you but they still haven't decided that they're going to go with you at that point how do you push this cat off the wall which is either going to jump this side or that side right hmm. yeah so i personally feel and this is my personal so uh, i'm i'm not i'm not uh, representing my company here uh, right. Right. i'm i'm just sending my opinion here yeah uh, my opinion is that uh, people when it comes to cost they become super stingy mm. you know if i want to give you money you will accept it mm. but if i if i have to take money from you you will say yaar hold on mm. wait a sec mm. here is the beer or here is the coffee right so in that case you have to understand that uh, the only factor that can influence or a closure is again come into the shoes of the decision makers and the influencer and say what are the three elements and that's happens in the scouting process Okay. You see? So when okay. you when you when you qualify a lead, typically mm. you need to understand that that process of um, you know man um, does he have authority? Does he have the need? Mm. Does he have the power? Or right. is he is he qualified to pay you across the band or the man network, whatever you call it, right? Yeah. A qualification process. You scout all these things there and then. Okay. Will cost be a factor of saying yes or no? Mm. Will you know will will the time factor will be there in terms of decisioning is there a critical time mm. who will decide it are you the person who is deciding it mm. uh, and a step more saying what will it need for you to give me your money is the question that you need to answer mm. before this entire thing happens you okay. know when it comes to the final thing because final thing may he might not have said five things you have to scout in the front saying see these guys will decide but there are five people who otherwise also decide who is the board members Uh, we'll go to them as well mm-hmm. after that board members they'll be they'll be discussing and sitting on it for 200 days after right. the 200 days you will have to come across that mm-hmm. you never asked they never told yes 
so you have to ask everything possible in the very beginning so that you're not surprised secondly mm. if if uh, you have to you have to also corner them at certain point of time and it is good to do that so that it saves time so you you can be polite at the same time you have to be tough in saying i know sir you know as long as as long as uh, i ask you this thing you want to close it by 30th august mm. right can you document it because i i will push everything under the sun to get it on 31st mm. everything but sir 31st hona chahiye you know mm. so you are convincing the customer saying look gentlemen or ladies and gentlemen i am doing everything under the sun for your 30th please don't reject me on 30th huh? <laughs> a very nice way <laughs> so that also puts a pressure on the client back saying or what the enterprise saying look he has given me a deadline you know that's reverse psychology he has given me a deadline he is very strong on his deadline so sir i will do everything for you i will move the moons and stars and my ceo and everybody i will burn the city upside down but you've given me 30 please document it huh? so that could be that could be a smart way of putting and putting not pressurizing your customer you can't do it all the time sometimes the customer is 10000 times smarter than you he has right. taught 100 people and that's the reason why he is a ceo right or right. a chr or whoever he is mm. or she is get credit to but you have to be very you know that's relationship building how yeah. fast have you come into his trust cycle or her trust cycle mm. how fast uh, they believe you mm. how fast can you can you convert their nos into yeses right try documenting as much as you can you know so that when it comes to conversions you can always say sir today is third let's close it today i'm coming to your office or i am doing a zoom call let's close it out i know pricing will be a problem but that should not be the only problem for closure right so that he's also prepared saying yeah nahi nahi 20 rupees you told me for 10000 now it will be 15 rupees mm. done close it no other mm. problem no sir close done right. you take your you take a levy on the pricing because that's the only last part that remains b2b okay. Mm. Uh okay so now let's say this sale didn't go through okay and then this person you have been following up for like 6 months 1 year what not right x amount of time has gone through and the sale didn't go through and uh, this is one of those bad days right like you talk to 10 people nine people outright said no and the 10th person that you are still going to talk to you pick up the call and you're going to be you know selling something how do you keep yourself you know uh, unperturbed by the nine nos that you have received earlier in the day you know how do you manage to have your attitude and your head essentially up and still go ahead and pitch whatever you wanted to pitch as if nothing has happened that particular day how do you maintain that buoyancy in a sea of nos so i'll give you an example you know i have worked in collections uh, collections the risk is part of risk in financial services mm-hmm. and where you have to go and collect money right uh money collection is the most difficult and the most shittiest job in the world mm. to ask me honestly because mm. people don't want to give part of it they want to take money as a loan but some people generally do not want to give it back generally right. i'm not saying everybody but generally right. uh, it's a genetic phenomenon right and it is nothing to do with again caste creed religion or or level of um, so i've seen multi millionaire people defaulting on a 50000 rupees loan and not paying their emis and imagine if you have 20 people you have to go every day to find out and take money from them mm. and then refusing it imagine the 21st knock that you do on the door what is your mindset on that right so mm. having said that what happen, what what generally helps people in 
decongesting their mind in in terms of i would not say nos i would mm. say non conversions mm. non conversion of uh, a prospective sale right? right right and you have multiple of them through the day or week or whatever it is right i think it is important first to uh, unclutter your brains first of all that you know you're doing sales that a that is a business that is mm. not a failure in your life mm. first of all you mm. sometimes have to detach your life from your profession at at certain point in time people have right. very thin lines you know mm. the, and specifically now let's understand in post or ongoing covid times that thin line has become a huge fat line uh, which it doesn't let you cross so my personal life and professional life is almost the same right it's it's on the computer i'm all the time available i'm digital everybody is like that and i'm not the only person Correct. so in in that kind of scenario if you're calling up 20 guys and all 20 refusing out right you're doing the same thing you what you can do you can hear music you can watch tv hear music watch tv you can't go to a pub you can't go to a coffee shop and, you know you can't do anything for that right. the only thing is you have to find out one thing that you probably decongests your mind probably mm. so mm. that could be that for some people of course is book reading right some it is it is listening to good music and watching somebody on on the television mm. so somebody is for me it is book writing uh, for that matter whenever i want to uh, write something i write or or you know spend time with kids or or family you know okay so i think you need to find out that one particular thing that decongests your mind it might take time but you have to find it out early okay. that's the only way out otherwise otherwise you will be stressed out and your blood pressure will always increase and you will be on medication in three years flat that's true okay i think we kind of covered the entire spectrum right from prospecting all the way to you know uh, being level headed in a why why were you, i'm just curious now why were you a little finicky to use the word no when i said no you said no it's not a no it's probably a prospect that didn't want to buy no is something that that is that is a very uh, relative term right okay no is you know i would say a sale is only closed when the check or the the order is given mm. right till the order is not given there's there's only yes right people lose when people say no and they they block it saying yeah this guy is not listening this woman is not listening they are too high rated and all that maybe you're not convincing enough right you mm. know they don't look inwards they look always out outwards everybody look outwards uh, they only want people from there only they don't want people from our our company Mm. You, you already created your mindset yeah this guy is too finicky yeah he is this guy you know yeah, i have heard about him you see you see his content this is kind of things he writes so he's very you know different so you already made your judgments in your mind mm. Mm. you already said no to yourself 100 million times right you're expecting a no only if okay. you're expecting a no if you're thinking about a no that you don't know it will come but right. the moment you think that you know i am positive this guy is saying no i will not leave him till the time he gives me an rfp So mm-hmm. I just no bola koi baat nahi. So tomorrow morning I will again call him up saying I said sir no you said me na that's okay sir I am sending you a mailer just check my new product. Because <laughs> why are you sending me sir check it no mm-hmm. put it in the dustbin. Mm-hmm. I will sending it to you. I wanted to send it to you because yesterday when somebody gave it to me from the technology team I thought you the first person I will send it to you because you the first guy who said no to me in one week you lied to him but that's okay you're doing a sale you're not lying him to in terms of saying something wrong. Mm. right you you just changing a stance saying from one week i have not slept sir because you said no to me you know this mm. is how you probably cutting the uh, ice and slack in talking to him 
you're not lying basically you 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 basically doing a storytelling to him he might not he might like it uh, later he might even tell you that you see you were very convincing to me you were too emotional to me i connected you because you were too excited to tell me things so these are the kind of storytelling they do some people say it is lies i don't say it is lies it is you're not harming somebody you not you're not fudging data right. you just you're just telling him some emotional storytelling which is like gamification no mm. so sales is more of a gamification right and you to cross the corridors to get into the game the final spot so you're gamifying it without touching or uh, disturbing the data or the sanctity you're not trying to be pally to him you're just making him feel good mm. you're making him respectful at the same time you're focused on the sale saying sir i'm giving you all this content because i know i'm better mm. you might not like it but still i will give it to you you might hate me please hate me later but have this night right now he might not he might not say no to you then right he said me later hmm that should be the title of the book okay. why shouldn't you <laughs> all right so let's talk about the books now uh, so uh, bounce back now what is it about what made you write that book see a uh, lot of startups that i entered in my you know who, who entered in the community or we were talking in the community or i you know discussed in on probably twitter or linkedin they were stressed out because the enterprises were going haywire you know typically non tech companies were, were were the biggest uh, you know uh, hit on on this right and when we see startups generally the startup rule the startup mindset is basically that these are tech companies there's something which i i use very often and i think that is a good word to use is small businesses i think mm-hmm. we should be we should be more focused on the word small businesses rather than saying startup the mm-hmm. startup in, is more inclined towards primarily tech companies as a mindset yeah. but if you use small businesses i think that covers the entire tail and spectrum of tech and non tech so small businesses are the worst hit businesses whether one man one man show or 120 member show across the world mm. and their problems nobody was see problem is there but there are ways to come out of the problem but the first thing that you need to tell those guys is look you need to first have a mindset mm. so the so the book bounce back now covers the entailment of how a small business owner or an aspiring entrepreneur or a startup or anybody who has had tough times in his life mm. can bounce back and come back to normal if he has a growth mindset lovely and mm. growth mindset is is for your life mm. if you have failed in your life you basically fallen people have said you failed but you have fallen you can always rise up you not failed mm. you know the biggest biggest olympic stars and the biggest stars in in any 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 genre sector they have not just come here because of that they failed million times mm. and because of the failures they have come here so they've not they've fallen down actually they've not failed so somebody has to tell those small businesses or aspiring entrepreneurs or startups for that matter or people at large saying you've not failed you just fallen down and success is a very relative term moses right. Right. for somebody success is building a house for somebody is it's a merc for somebody mm. it is as easy as saying getting a job in a big city mm. so so you can't compare success people compare success and mm. that's that's the that's the thief of joy mm. so never success is a relative term you have your own set of success and follow that and do not have success as a comparative term because it's a thief of joy simple and straight mm. so this book mostly covers about the mindset that you should be having mindset uh, small little tips in terms of how you know you should hire a team how should grow there are a lot of people who have contributed their pov in this across from across the world 
okay. they're given their own mindset in tough times how to rise up how mm-hmm. does how does anybody look into outcomes as such uh, uh, more than anything else people should be how they should be focused on getting things done you mm-hmm. know if they've not done it it's better to unlearn and relearn you know those kind of concepts small little easy things not high funder talks because people cannot digest these kind of talks in tough times so right. it'll be a little easy that's what reason why lovely awesome okay so do you remember the inflection point when you decided to do what you're doing right now yes i did about 2 years back when i wrote my first book actually you know i had lot of content from the from the community that i learned and my own experiences so i understood that why not give it to somebody who can learn from it because i am not going to stay here for 400 years mm. right mm. but but the content might content mm. might evolve all as well right yeah. but yeah. the basics remain the same the mm. business basics remain the same mm. the most successful businesses around the world have been people who done the basics right right and why not learn from them and understand and learn and give it back to people who might learn from them in a very easy format you know mm. not a high fundamental high tech talk but a very easy format saying before you start to think and execute growth you need to first have a growth mindset mm. you know how difficult is that to understand mm. whether you're doing b2b sales or b2b marketing or b2c marketing or b2c sales if you don't have a growth mindset the best ceos in the world who have raised funds or done, done well are not people who have done great have great degrees are the guys or, or, or you know probably put their growth mindset onto a burner and put the flame high and that's that that's the bottom line you know yeah so uh, yeah there are there are a couple of <laughs> there are a couple of uh, things that happened yes huh. uh, you know i interacted with a couple of startups i had my own uh, own own failure in my back of my mind and i understood that you know tough times nobody helps generally for okay. people right mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you have to support yourself so there is there's one startup i spoke to he was going through a tough time okay and uh, uh, and then he and he was morally you know down mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then i had a failure in the past where i remembered that you know at that point in time there was no covid but i remembered that i was all down in 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 my on my money all down in my motivation and i said this is the end of the world mm-hmm. but that's not the end of the world Mm. you see the, the moment my inflection point was the moment you realize that this is just a small little phase because good days are numbered so are the bad days mm. right so mm. you, you know your your good days have ended your bad days started because you failed once you fallen down once mm. so good days are coming again if you start again right what's stopping you nothing so inflection point was to that realization that mm. i failed somebody else i see who's who's failed Mm. these are tough times and there will be million people around the world who will be dwindling with this topic and how to bounce back in life maybe maybe this is the time that they need some kind of motivation to say that if it's possible with some unknown face in the unknown territories of the world it can mm. happen to anybody right. why not why not me why can't i bounce back yeah mm. very nice okay so uh, you of course are a writer which uh, i'm assuming you also read So, what kind of books do you give to people? This is my all-time favorite is is Dale Carnegie, is my all-time favorite. So, whenever, however, mm. I always try to give Dale Carnegie. Okay, all okay. the time. And then influence people. All is, uh, um, you know, he has about I think four of them, uh, mm. three or four of them. I I how how to win friends is the top of the mind always, all right. the time because that's basic. Ah. Uh. 
if you, if somebody is read see i read it i i started reading that in when in, in my original paperback which my grandfather gave it to me it was an original paperback in seventh standard i from my seventh standard till whatever age i am in right now um i have read it about 200 times every time that i feel bad i start reading the book and suddenly i'm happy because that books actually the books you know that book tells you about how something was relevant in in the 20th century mm. how it is relevant now right. how it will be relevant in 1000 years from now as well if we live and the basic rule is the basic rule Moses is the same mm. you have to be you have to be happy you have to be thankful you have to be kind and these are basic things huh? you realize right. it in late in your life mm-hmm. and if you if you follow these things whether you're doing sales or marketing or you're doing growth mindset it comes very handy so dale carnegie is number one uh, i like ernest hemingway so i i generally try to uh, or uh, otherwise people don't connect uh, you know generally with books uh, very often but mm-hmm. people who do i generally give them business books i don't i don't so it is mostly dale carnegie ernest hemingway or poems for that matter mm. okay poems did you write poems as well i don't i re- wrote that in my english honors days but now i mean okay I don't know. okay okay life has become a poem itself mm. nice acha so if uh, at the top of your head like what's the number that comes to your mind when i say how many people's name do you remember from from uh, my yeah, like a 400000 member community and then you uh-huh. talk to you know i sent a mail to you or like message on linkedin and then you immediately mm. responded and you know so yeah i i am pretty good with that so uh, i remember all my ex bosses from last 20 years uh-huh. i remember all my team members from last 20 years I and all the prospects that you have talked to as well are yes yes team. yes i do i do all the prospects I, yes i do i am in the business i have to mm. lovely and i'm assuming you still maintain relationship even if after you have moved on to different companies yes yeah. i do i do i do Uh, as long as the other person wants it i'm okay with that you see the other person also needs the same kind of but i try to i try to uh, you know because of the current social media interactions which is very easy now it was not easy 10 years back 15 years back but now it's very easy so i'm i'm virtually connected with them every uh, uh, last person that i've worked with one down or one up and and do you have a habit of like you know apart from the whatsapp uh, messages of like uh, happy diwali and what not you also have unique ways of uh, being in touch with them See, it's difficult when you have a big circle uh, uh, it's yeah. very difficult to point out and you know indig- you know personalize your messaging right but generally you know you if you create corridors for specific people uh, mm-hmm. most, i i think it works well for example if your school community is, is one group the college community is one group right is, there could be there are very few chances that your school community could be a professional community as well mm-hmm. yeah so i have those communities built in my structure we're saying this is my alumni community this is my alumni community in my office uh, in my previous work mm. this is this is my alma mater in my school college and so the that similar content for um, consumption is given to those guys so that you know you don't give your business content to your school you you know what will come up, come back from it right <laughs> so so uh, so it is it is always advisable to not have a generic um, outflow for everybody mm. unless until it is a friday you have a you have a meme which comes in and you throw it open to everybody uh. but generally it's good to be in touch with people who are even prospects as well because 
finally it is about relationship you, you, you know he buys or she buys your relationship only right it's mm-hmm. easy because you have to also trust them and make their life easy so finally you, if you don't become friends fine you always can have a good note where they can share things with you and you mm-hmm. can consult them so it's more of a consulting uh, pitch that you do always and make sure of that right lovely don't burn the bridges that's what uh-huh. absolutely not it doesn't it doesn't have to be it's a round world you know right. uh-huh. people don't understand that it's a round world a lot of people you never it's a flat world though yeah those flat earthers are you know i like those flat earthers you know there are a lot of communities that i'm part of that i just want to see how those flat earthers perform <laughs> but they're interesting people as well mm of course i'm sure there's also donut earthers you know that yeah correct you don't believe that like earth is a donut there's a hole in the middle yeah so there there are conspiracy theories in a by dime and dozen mm. uh, flat earthers have a huge conspiracy theories right and they're validating it you know mm. there is a community which validates it yeah. you have to believe believe in me you know so yeah it's interesting people around the world <laughs> lovely uh, ravi thanks a lot for doing this we are going to open up now for other people to ask questions as well So thanks a lot for doing this and uh, guys uh, do we have any questions yeah so uh, hi uh, ravi first of all i enjoyed your we really enjoyed your session and it was quite insightful hi mm. uh, okay so my question is a little uh, on the generic side so as we are going through pandemic and uh, getting the clients on the calls and then moving the needle over there has been a little uh, little difficult hmm right so do you have any suggestions of how to approach clients and how uh, you know kind of one of the questions what even uh, sam covered was how do you push the client off the fence and previously yeah. is to call them or we used to kind of uh, drop into the office or uh, what not right but today given the scenario of the whole digital aspect of it lot of clients are interacting over whatsapp and uh, other uh, digital mediums if you have to push those uh, clients off the fence that is more mm-hmm. and second thing is more aggressive conversions over zoom Do you have any suggestions on those two angles? Yeah, I think the most important thing I think shared with Sam as well. The only important thing that you first need to convert. Uh, see, you need to understand. Okay, I'm assuming you're talking about enterprise sales here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Enterprise B two B sales. You know the technical cycle, which generally is is about you know anything between going from sixty days to to one twenty days, right? Right. Two months. Yeah, but two months to. months right mm-hmm. if you are a exceedingly well guy you know and a great backup team that you have which is equally aggressive mm-hmm. the cycle can be reduced by another 15 days but not before that mm-hmm. because enterprise sale is you are an enterprise customer you will have protocols and those protocols will take that same time that is taken right so the only way to uh, speed up an enterprise sale cycle is to do a referral uh, check on to the enterprise sale or mm. the prospect which mm. technically means is irrespective whether he is interacting on email uh, whatsapp or a zoom call uh, get a reference can, who can recommend you on on a personal basis or a professional basis either way mm. so for example you're talking to an ex company uh, mm. and you are pushing a product which is a cloud solution product mm. which is a hybrid cloud solution product or a private sol- cloud solution product uh, it is better if you have if you exactly know that these guys have been uh, you know accelerated at google ventures and you are selling google cloud okay so you get the google guy to recommend you to those guys and put a word 
use that trail mail to say that look or ask him to recommend a sweet time for you to uh, talk to him on a small note mm. because without recommendation the acceleration will not happen period because that person doesn't want to work na yaar yeah the yeah. human psychology is i don't want to work why are you talking to me you know why do you want to talk to me my i'm getting salary mera koi salary cut nahi hua i'm a uh, i'm a loaded company mm. eight months i will get salary it is your salary but is in ready uh, soup no his salary is not in soup he will not care about you so the only person who can care is when you cut short the oxygen supply and get the oxygen directly kon hai iske investor acha iske investor ye i know that guy who knows this investor reach out to the investor say sir iske baat karao meri please or can i recommend you or can you recommend me Mm. so get the oxygen supply of that company or the position to support your life oxygen yourself the acceleration will be faster he'll be accepting it more faster otherwise what will happen is he will never ever and you know don't let's not blame covid it is a excuse for people to not do their jobs here it is faster yeah. conversion should happen right now i don't it's just because there are some laggards out there who do not want to do their jobs either ways mm. not this side also that side also yeah so you need to get the oxygen supply i guess i mm. that's my one the second part is what is the best medium i would suggest a direct medium is always works well uh, beyond zoom call because people sometimes are not comfortable in a in a zoom call unless you have a product demo right so mm. before the product demo even happens i think there is has to be a good 2 minute or 5 minute call which is basic call mm. call of kindness as as i call it there has to be a call of kindness which says I want to talk to you. I've heard you know this, but let me share, assure with you. I'll 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 do my best to help you out. However, I need twenty minutes of a time to first understand what your problems are. Mm. So, if I think you should take the directions about his problems and his solutions that you can give you, I have to before pitch your product because then he'll be interested in understanding from you because you become a consultant there rather mm. than a salesman. Mm. People like consultants. That's the reason why probably the big force. Demand four hundred dollars an hour for consulting because he is solving that problem. Otherwise, how is that person different from you? Nowhere. They're right. the same. They're the same people. Yeah. But they charge three times the things that you charge or what we charge, right? Mm. And they charge through their nose. And yeah. people give it happily, saying, "Lelo, sir, lelo. Aap batao hume kya karna hai. McKinsey ko bulao, McKinsey ko bulao. Why? Because they, you, they are good. They're good in their consulting practice, and they're consultants by profession, right? so if you become a consultant to the problem that you can solve to that uh, for that person and so this is the same problem no i will not try to go here and there this is the same problem that probably a counselor or a or a career coach does right mm. you pain through the nose saying sir i am in misery i am in depression why he'll say first give me your money you take the money he takes the money and then he gives the same shit what dale carnegie wrote in 19 1912 yeah <laughs> And you paid five hundred dollars to him per hour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A surprising element, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that three hundred book, which is worth is a billion dollars. You've not read it because it is for three hundred rupees. But you paid three hundred dollars to that guy who says, "I will solve all your depressions. Come to me." Mm-hmm. How is he different from you or any other person or your dad or your mom? Your dad and mom are better than those guys. But professionally, they say that they are expert solutions um, um, givers. or i would say problem solvers mm. so if for an enterprise customer if you if you become a problem solver and scout and spend time in finding his or her problem rather mm. than pitching your product 
then 90% sell sales is made uh, i would suggest no zoom calls uh, phone call at the time that you want probably a whatsapp only when you solved discussed his problems come to a zoom call and close the call okay my hmm. my suggestion my, and this is personal suggestion i'm doing i'm not uh-huh. doing uh, what xyz are doing i will not say what others are doing i would say if i were you and i have a customer like this i would probably spend 20 minutes or 10 minutes in saying i will be quick sir these are the 10 points i want to understand from you are you facing problems on any of these points i will tailor build a solution for you right even if you don't mm right. you will be saying okay he's working for me he's not working for anybody else yeah yeah, yeah. cool awesome then uh, all right cheers cheers all right uh, lovely and then uh, if you're listening please check out bounce back now and how to value your startup business awesome thanks a lot ravi for doing this this was uh, wonderful i uh, really learned a lot me too i'm also learning myself here all right boss thanks bye bye take care bye bye thanks